Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the waitlist right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Babe podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because I actually brought my husband on today. So the interview that you're going to hear today is really not an interview at all. It's actually just a real life, very um, transparent, very casual conversation between my husband, Brennan, and I talking about what's going on in the world right now and, and our viewpoints on it, and especially how we're handling um, the situation as a couple. And it's officially been about 10 days, 11 days, 12 days, who knows, because we've honestly lost count um, since we've left the house now. And we've been spending a lot of time together. And I know that there's a lot of couples out there who perhaps are working from home for the very first time ever or aren't used to being in each other's space 24-7. So we kind of want to share in today's episode, like what does life look like for us now and how are we specifically handling this situation as a couple? And for me personally, you guys, Brennan has been one of my greatest teachers and I really wish that I could walk around with a microphone attached to him and a camera attached to him, like Gary V style because this man is filled with so much wisdom and most people don't see that wisdom. Um, he kind of hangs around behind the scenes and I got to kind of like pull him forward to the front. And so this episode is really highlighting our, our conversations, our mindsets, how we're looking at the situation. We're talking about 
you know, our mindset and daily life as a couple. We're talking about our business and the changes that have happened in our business since um, the coronavirus pandemic. We're talking about finances. We're talking about kind of our frameworks of how we're making financial decisions at this time, like what we're prioritizing, what we're not. And we're also starting the conversation around like intimacy and what does intimacy look like and what does setting boundaries look like and what is our conflict resolution like? And Brennan then goes along to offer so much wisdom and so much help and and such a great perspective to kind of look at the situation from his eyes and from his perspective, from his life experiences. And I think he does such a great job of translating this into a way where anybody can benefit from his message. So it is my privilege and my honor to dive into today's episode. And I really, really believe that you guys are in for a treat. And I'm going to ask a question at the very end of the episode that I want each and every single one of you to answer and to let us know, because we would love to make this into a mini series or at least continue on and answer some more of your guys's questions and talk about more topics because I know that a lot of these already come through my DMs. A lot of these already come through my comments, through emails, and we don't do this as often as we should because, you know, Manifestation Babe isn't the Catherine and Brennan show. However, my husband is a huge part of the business and is a huge part of my life. So I do think it's important to involve him in these conversations and for you guys to kind of see our dynamic and kind of see how we, how we think about certain things and and where we're coming from. And today's just really, really, really filled with a lot of great tips, a lot of great insights. And if you are looking to get inspired, I promise you that Brennan and I are going to deliver in this episode. There's a lot of mic drops, so get ready for this. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Well, hello there, husband. Hey there, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks for being in my studio with me recording this episode. Thanks for allowing me into your office. Well, Brennan, it's been 10 days since we left our house. How are things going? Uh, Things are good. Things are good. Why are you saying in that tone? Hmm? Well, I mean, (laughs) life has changed a little bit. I think that's probably true for everyone that's listening. But the reality of it is, is uh, you and I really enjoy our time together. So we're getting along really well. How specifically has life changed for us? Oh, man. Um, well, I think the world is feeling incredible amounts of fear and uncertainty right now. Um, and I believe that a lot of that is justified um, in the conventional sense. Um, however, I think what you and I both realize is that just because something is justified doesn't mean it's helping you. doesn't mean it's helping you move forward or be productive in your life or feel the feelings that uh, they didn't just go away. It's not like joy and happiness and gratitude just all of a sudden disappeared because some evil villain named the coronavirus decided to show up on planet Earth. Um, These are choices that we, our whole life is uh, the accumulation of all the choices that we make. So we're choosing in every moment how we see things, what we focus on. Um, We're choosing how we feel. Um, And, you know, I think everyone has a sense of a little bit of fear and a little bit of uncertainty right now. The question is, what are you doing about it? Are you allowing that to then run your programming? Or are you recognizing that the real challenge is mastery of emotions and recognizing that in this moment, it's more important than ever 
to be in control of how you feel. When you see the news, don't let that dictate how you feel. When you see the news, understand that you're in control of how that makes you feel. It can either be information or it can be emotions. But just because information exists doesn't mean it has to become emotions. You can choose the emotions that you attach to it. So a tip that I gave the Manifestation Babes, um, I believe two episodes ago or somewhere along the lines in the last few episodes was to, or maybe it was the four day faith challenge where I suggested that the person who is able to handle watching the news from more of a neutral objective perspective, be the person who keeps track of it and then becomes the person to share it with the other person who might be someone to be more likely to get sucked into it. I know personally in our relationship, you are that person who can watch the news, who can read the media, who can um, consume information without freaking out versus I know for me, I've personally chosen to stay away from the news, stay away from media um, for the last, like, I don't know, it's been 15 years now. And I wanted to ask you, you know, and, and, and I am the one who is being informed through you, right? I want to ask you, like, what is your thinking behind that? And how are you able to stay so objective? Because I think that we can all kind of, um, you know, learn from that. And I feel like we can all kind of become that person who is just able to look at the world and be like, yes, there is these horrible things going on, but you know, it doesn't have to put me in a tailspin where I just end up freaking out and then feeling sorry for myself, feeling sorry for everyone involved, um, tailspinning into this low vibration where not only can I now feel like I can't do anything about it, but I also feel like nobody's going to be able to do anything about it because what are we supposed to do about it? Can you kind of talk about like, what is your frame of thinking when you do decide or choose to stay informed, especially when you're managing our finances? And I know that the, what happens in the news is very correlated to the stock markets and kind of like that up and down that we've been experiencing. Well, mostly down that we've been experiencing, like what I, you know, I'm just amazed, you know, people hear from me all the time, Brennan, and like, I wish that I had a microphone attached to you 24 seven because you guys, the wisdom that I hear from Brennan and just like his mindset and how much he's grown and how he sees the world is so unique. Sometimes I look at him and I'm like, Brennan, where is your platform? (laughs) Like you need to be speaking to the people. So this is why I brought him on here is so that he can kind of share that wisdom with you guys. And you guys can hear from us, like, how are we handling this as a couple? But really, I want Brennan to kind of have this this space for him to share his wisdom. So what is your perspective? What is your mindset when you consume the media, especially around the coronavirus right now, where there isn't very much good news happening? Well, first of all, I'm humbled by you. Um, Thank you for your kind words. You know, a really great question that you can ask yourself is, are you seeking information or are you, you know, seeking the the momentum towards how you're already feeling uh, it, it kind of as in are you stacking on to what you already know emotionally 
Or are you actually trying to be objective and to find balances on each side? Um, you know, for a long time, I, I grew up uh, in a very like, you know, very like liberal, open-minded environment. And over time, I realized how important it was to extract information from different sources. So now I subscribe to all sorts of things. You know, I have the Wall Street Journal. I have the New York Times. I listen to Bloomberg. I, I read The Economist as a, all these different places. But really, Mike, the reason I do that is I try to find the middle. There's this element to leaning into the middle where, where object, objectivity lives that I think, you know, especially in U.S. society, but in society in general, we've really leaned out. We, we're leaning towards the outside, towards the extremes, towards division, away from the middle. And I think there's an opportunity during crises like these that we've seen to lean into the middle. Now, I bring that up because I want to mention a word. There's actually a word for what you described. And that word is, it's called doom surfing, doom surfing. And what doom surfing is, is when you get on the internet, on the interwebs and find all the bad shit in the world. And it's literally you're stacking all of the collective fear, all of the collective uncertainty. And it's a great word. And I, I think for you guys, it's it's really simple just to say, am I seeking news to be informed or am I doom surfing? Um, my dad was actually the one that brought the the name to me and it, it wasn't, you know, it was something he created. He had found it somewhere. But I actually think it's a really great name. Um, and I recognize from those conversations most of what is out there is human beings feeling very uncertain and we're trying to seek the bottom. The problem with seeking the bottom, and I'll use investments as an example, is no one on this planet knows where the bottom is. We don't know how deep this can go, um, but we also don't know how quickly it can turn around. And so that's a great example of where if you're just seeking all of the terrifying information, is the reality that terrifying information out there exists? Absolutely. You'd be insane not to not to be aware of that. That's actually uninformed and ignorant. However, if you're allowing the information out there to dictate how you feel, to elevate your fear, and to make you feel helpless of making decisions and moving forward, then I would argue that that actually isn't informing yourself. That's simply doom surfing. Mm. Um, and and you know, from that space, I think we're gifted a real opportunity to to say. We don't live in a world without information. We live in a world with too much information. Way too much. And that's why things like, you know, fake news exists. And and I bring up that buzzword. Um, I actually really hate the term fake news. Catherine knows this because um, I, I really want to believe in objective journalism. But the truth is, is that information is distorted everywhere now. That does not mean that you should not listen to the I news. Think it, I think just, just to add to that and just to just to dive into that for just one second is that really from like a psychological human behavior standpoint, like when you are listening to the media, you have to understand that everything is being processed through someone else's filters. So there is still human beings behind the media. There's someone who's writing the article and they have their own life experiences and biases that just like by human behavior can't help but come through. So really, I agree with you. There isn't, there really is no more objective journalism. Everything is processed through some sort of filter. Yes. And, and I, 
I, I don't think it's that it's anymore. I think the, the, it's become even more polarized. It's gone. It's become more divisive. Yeah. And guys, this is someone I, I pay for all my news media. Like I, I, Catherine knows I, I love the news. I pay for it. I subscribe to the LA Times too to get some local news. Like I support journalism. But the, the difference is, is instead of saying, I don't trust the news. Instead, what I'm saying is I recognize that all of the information is coming through a filter. So my job is, if I care to be objective, to take as much information from different sources all around, not just from the stuff I agree with, also from the stuff I don't agree with, from the places that you know I don't really like their opinions and the places I really like their opinions and find that balanced center. Now, here's the main point I want to make about doom surfing. When you're doom surfing, you're absolutely not finding the middle. You're absolutely not leaning in. You're succumbing to your human desire, your human instinct to try to protect yourself, to protect the people you care about. And you're attempting to find the bottom so that your uncertainty will subside. And that's completely acceptable. I understand why we're doing that as humans. And I even catch myself doing it too. But the thing that I have to say is, if you're seeking the bottom and you don't know that the bottom exists, how is this helping you? I think that also like it's so important to take care of ourselves and be in the right state of mind before we go out there. And this goes like, forget the news, you guys, like this goes for social media. When we log on to social media, it's so important for us to be in a certain state of mind and be very intentional with it. Because I think that when we are, let's say in an, in a negative state or in a low vibration, what our brains are constantly doing is seeking out evidence for how we're feeling. Yes. Right. So if we're already feeling like crap, we are more likely to attract or kind of filter in some of that doom surfing or some of that stuff that is already going to further perpetuate the way that we're feeling. And if we're choosing to kind of look at things from either a more objective state, if we're talking about neutrality, or maybe perhaps coming from a a positive mindset, a higher vibration, like for me personally, I've been finding like the traditional media is not reporting on very much positive news, but the Instagram accounts that I follow because I'm so intentional with who I follow, I'm finding like nothing but the funniest, most incredible things that is happening around the world because of this pandemic and how human beings have banded together in a way that we never had to before to really support one another and uplift one another because without each other, we'd feel so isolated and so alone and having social media to bring us together is, it has become so impactful in helping us kind of like make it through this period. And I see things like Brennan and I watch memes. Like we we're, we're purposely looking for things to, to make us laugh or to kind of uplift us. And so there's various accounts that we follow. If we're in the mood for some comedy, we look at some memes. And if we're in the mood for some uplifting good news, we have several accounts that we follow as well. And I can put some of those in the show notes for you guys, just like some of our funny accounts and some of our um, uplifting accounts. And I see like in Italy right now, there's like 
workout personal trainers are standing on the rooftop, you know, obviously isolated from people. And they're like leading workouts for for all the, the residents of the building and everyone's on their balconies and they're all doing jumping jacks. And this fitness trainer, like through his boom box, has like music on and he's literally training these people. And then another video, you know, all the Italians are singing together or they're or, or a famous opera singer is singing for her city or um, yesterday, there's literally a DJ. <laughs> he had like his whole DJ set up on his balcony and literally started this club on the street and all of the buildings surrounding him. Everyone's on their balconies, like jumping up and down like it's a club. And it's just like if you are looking for that kind of stuff, you're going to find it. And if you are in the state of mind where you're looking for, whether it's intentionally or su- unintentionally, like subconsciously, if you're looking for, you know, what's wrong with the world and what's missing and how is this the end of the world, you're constantly going to find evidence for that. And I think it's so important to bring that up. Your environment is so important. Um, and I'm, I'm just looking around this room right now, you know, this is Catherine's office and I'm, I obviously, this is part of our home, but um, I'm just, I'm noticing certain things um, about her environment that augment. And I'm just, she probably doesn't know I'm going to say this right now, but I'm going to say, you know, there's a, a something on her poster board right now that says you're here to impact just one soul. Uh, help that one soul have a breakthrough. You will change the world. Wow, that's an interesting preframe. How is that going to affect how she goes about her daily life? How about success is inevitable? I see that right over here on a board as well. Four steps to transform your life. Anytime I feel disempowered, I'm making interpretations about something. Thinking precedes feeling. Acknowledge that nothing is more than an interpretation. Nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it. Then find new interpretations that are empowering and pick one that empowers you. This is just her space, just one tiny piece I'm giving you of how Catherine is doing the opposite of doom surfing. She's putting herself in an environment where she all of a sudden feels compelled to bring light, to bring greatness, to bring belief, to bring gratitude and joy into the world. And that's exactly why people are, you know, that's exactly why people are so amazed that like, you know, Catherine, how are you staying so high vibe? How are you in this space? What does it feel like to you when you focus on those type of things? I mean, here's here's what I wanted to bring up that relates to your question that came at me as you were talking was, I know that a lot of people could kind of like, look at, you know, my positivity during this time and be like, oh, Catherine's being so ignorant. Do you understand how many people are getting sick? Do you know how many people are dying? Do you know the fear that people have? Do you know the realities of the situation? And I just want to argue that when you're coming from this more empowering state of mind, you are a lot more likely to take action and to help people than if you were doom surfing. If you are doom surfing, you are just going to literally lock yourself in your bedroom and never going to want to come out. And the opposite is like, I feel, you know, you're talking about all these things in my space. I recently updated my affirmations and I have like 30 new, really uplifting affirmations that I put up in our bedroom that I stand and Brennan can attest to this. I stand there in Wonder Woman pose and I put my hands on my hips and I say them out loud with emotion and with intensity and with enthusiasm as if they're already actually real. And I'm just reading back the story of my life. And from that space, I am being way more creative. I'm creating way more content. I am helping way more people. The ideas that, you know, for instance, on the last podcast episode, guys, I shared how we have reopened the doors to MBA. So right now, as you're listening to this, the Manifestation Babe Academy is open. And from that space of empowerment, 
empowerment and how can I serve people and how can I be the best version of myself and help others be the best version of themselves? You know, we have created new ideas of how we can make this as accessible as possible for people where we are not taking away the quality of the program from people. We're giving them all the top notch content in the best quality possible and making it more accessible by extending it into a 12 month installment plan. And that idea can only come from me keeping myself in this high vibration state so that I can brainstorm more ways to serve more people. And so I am so excited for this upcoming round of MBA because it's going to be like nothing we've ever done before because we've never been in this situation before. And I'm over here brainstorming like, what if we hosted dance parties for the MBA students where we all get on Zoom and we dance together? Like, why not we create threads talking about this? Why not we do this? And from this space, I'm like, oh my God, I haven't coached anyone in a long time and I haven't done group coaching in a long time. And I would really love to dive into that and really, really, really really get into just working with people and working through their shit right now and working through their issues so that they can be the leaders that they were born to be for other people. And I get to empower leaders through this program so that they keep their mindsets right. They keep themselves in an uplifted space so that then they can go out and they can impact people. They can inspire people. They can uplift people. And this is how we're going to create a high vibrational state for everybody on this planet. And this is how we're going to heal the planet. I'm a strong believer in energy healing. I'm a strong believer in energy work. But if you don't have your energy right because you keep telling yourself these disempowering stories and you're choosing to do nothing at this time rather than figuring out how can you help yourself so that you can help people, that's how you're going to not only improve your life, but improve the lives of everyone else around you. Absolutely. And I think you made a few points there that this is the time when community is so important. There's already movements with community that are, that are, you know, I'm already saying hi to people as I'm walking the street. Damn right. I'm keeping 12 feet away at least, but you know, I'm saying I'm talking to people that I wouldn't normally talk to and I'm an extrovert. Trust me. Um, but during these times, community and leadership and and courage are what matters, that they and, are what drives us forward. And status and money has nothing to do with it. We are all the there's same. No, there's no such thing as celebrity right now. There's no such thing as I have this and you don't have that. We are banding together mm-hmm. in a way that's going to change our society forever. And I've been sharing um, on my social, I posted a post today about like kind of the 14 alternative thoughts that you can think you can tune into instead of allowing your mind to go to dark places. I was talking about how this is for the first time ever an opportunity for the entire world and society's pendulum to swing from this like overly masculine, like kind of like me, 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 me. How do we take action? How do we, how do I get mine kind of mindset? And I'm not I'm not relating that to like the divine masculine. I'm talking about kind of that like lower vibration masculine into more of this feminine, even divine masculine, divine feminine kind of side direction where we are forced to slow down. We are forced to help each other. We are forced to reflect. We're forced to kind of be present. Be present. Yeah. Be present with each other. And speaking of being present with each other, we really like this is the time for Brennan and I to really work on relationship, our relationship as well, and how we both together as a couple kind of relate to how we handle uncertainty, because this has brought up a lot of potential uncertainty for us. First of all, real uncertainty and potential uncertainty, like 
for instance, our business. It's brought up uncertainty for kind of our, our lifestyle. It's brought up uncertainty in our finances in terms of like investments, especially with, you know, just how much the economy has kind of crashed, has come crashing down. And we're kind of looking at each other and being like, you know, and I really want you to speak on this, Brennan. I just wanted to pre-frame this with the fact that we're kind of looking at each other like, okay, at the end of all of this anyway, at the end of our lives, what matters is that we had each other. What matters is the time we spent with each other. What matters is the love that we had for one another and anything outside of that, like we could lose and we could rebuild it all together. Well, and I think even more than that, we it's not that we could, it's that you and I both believe, take it all away today. I already know how to make it and so do you and we will build it back and we'll build it better and stronger than before. But that's a belief. That's not part of like, that doesn't come. It's not like all of a sudden Brennan and Catherine have overridden fear in their DNA and uncertainty and they're like, you know, just walking around being like, oh, whatever, we'll handle it. That's ignorance. No, we trained ourselves in moments of uncertainty, in moments of challenge. To say, you know what matters? Humans. Do you know what matters? Us. Relationships, communications. The business is something that was always meant as a mission to impact people. What didn't even start as a business? Catherine can attest to that. <laughs> it started as an, as something just to help people and to share her journey. It's a passion. I mean, I, I don't want to say passion project as in like kind of undermining what it's become um, or kind of like my intention with it. My intention has always been to inspire people and to elevate people and to empower them to change their lives. But really like how this actually, like the very, very seed of this was a passion project. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things I I mentioned leaning in earlier, and it's something that we talk about, uh, you know, on our team a lot. And, um, I think at this time, there's such an opportunity to lean into your community to lean into your relationships, to lean into your emotions. Like Catherine talks about, you know, um, uh, love it, don't numb it. Um, and and I think that- I heard you say that to your dad the other day. Yeah, I did. This is the guys, like I'm telling you, Brennan is just, and this is this goes to, you know, Brennan is just like way ahead of like anything he was when we just started dating. Cause I was, <laughs> I was always a little ahead of him. And I would say- Most least, women are. I would say when we started dating, I was a lot ahead of him, but now we're just like, kind of like, I'm, I'm more of this pioneer of the spiritual journey. And I kind of share with Brennan what I'm learning and let him kind of like, be like, okay, I I see what you're doing. I see what you're saying. Like, let me just feel it out. Okay. Catherine looks like it's working for you. So let me try it myself. But, um, I love it when I hear Brennan literally the other day on the phone with his dad, he's been like the uplifter for his family. I hear him every single day. He's like delivering as much good news to his family as possible. And I'm just like, so proud of him for it. And he was like, literally dad, you can't numb it. You just got to love it. Don't numb it. Just love it. And I was like, wow, I never thought that my ayahuasca lessons would translate into lessons that then Brennan shares with his family. <laughs> so, you know, you know, the, the, the Bali girls that, that come with us each year, um, uh, really get to see a unique dynamic that, you know, not many of, of our, of our, of our family, of our community, uh, get to see, but that's Catherine and I interact close. And, you know, one of the things that drives both of us crazy is this perception that like we're pristine or that, like we're perfect or like, it's such bullshit. We fight, we yell, we get upset, we get hangry. It's bullshit. You mean we're human beings living together? We're human beings having a human experience. So, you know, I bring that up because 
it's not like during this time, you and your interactions with your family are, you know, are, 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 are more challenging than ours. I can guarantee you ours are as challenging, maybe even more. And I say that because we're unafraid to take on challenges with each other, but we've used this opportunity to our advantage. Instead of allowing it to divide us, we've recognized when there's tough conversations, when we're stressed, when we're getting angry or shouting or try, we are leaning into that and taking ownership and accountability of those behaviors, the inappropriate ones and the, and the productive ones. Yeah. And then really taking that moment to build stronger bonds to this. I've seen a lot on social media about, you know, how do you deal with a, a partner that's, you know, having a hard time and you may be, you know, you may be in a different place. You may have a different level of ownership and awareness in your partner. That means that it becomes even more important for you to lean in. It's not always about equality. It never is, oh, I'm going to wait to lean in till he leans in. I'm going to wait to reciprocate until he reciprocates. That's not what relationships are about. They're about being a generous lover. We learned this from Tony Robbins and, and Allison Armstrong. Being a generous partner, being a generous lover mm-hmm. in your relationship means going first without fear of what you're going to get back. And funny thing, that sounds a lot like manifestation, right? Like get set on your outcome, release the how and take massive action. What's the one as though you've already received. Exactly. And what happens if you wait to give until you see proof? Mm, Nada. Zero. Right. Yeah. So that's a great opportunity in relationships. Um, And and that's something that Catherine and I are working a lot on. Um, I do want to quickly, you know, kind of, I, I've seen a lot of concern about like, you know, my business is going crazy. The market's going crazy. My relationship, my kids at home. And I'd love to just kind of talk about like some of the challenges with you guys. Before we get into that, I yeah. just wanted to bring up just a couple of things since we were on the topic of our relationship. Sorry, guys. The way I think is I think in categories and lists and like I'm I'm pretty organized in my thinking and Brennan is more like free flowing. So I do have a couple of notes. We we discussed some of the topics, but you were bringing up, you know, kind of conflicts together. And I just wanted to kind of talk about what our conflict resolution looks like, looks like right now and kind sure. of like what behaviors we're engaging in and yeah. any boundaries that we've set with each other. Because I think, guys, like especially if you are with your spouse right now. And, you know, it can obviously be intensified with kids. And right now we can't even imagine like you parents out there, you are the real MVPs. I mean, we have no idea how you're doing this. We don't have a dog yet, which makes us really sad. And we don't have kids yet, which doesn't make us sad because we just know we're not ready for that for at least a few more years. Some people ask if we're planning on conceiving during this time. And we can totally see how this could lead to a baby boom because, People are together, right? People are in one house. There's nothing else to do. There are opportunities everywhere. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. And so, no, we don't have plans to do that. Um, But I would say that this pandemic is really creating a relationship boot camp for people. And it's not just romantic relationships either. Maybe you're quarantined with your friend. Maybe you're quarantined with a cousin. Maybe you're quarantined with your parents. Maybe you're quarantined alone. And it's like relationship management via technology, which presents a whole nother level. I know some couples asked, 
you know, how do you handle the situation being apart? And just like speaking from some experience, of course, it's nothing close to this extreme. But Brendan and I did spend six weeks apart um, earlier on in our relationship when I moved to Los Angeles and he wasn't ready to move yet. And that put a strain on our relationship because through technology, things translate very differently. And it's like, it's so easy to kind of hang up on the other person. And when you're stuck in one house together, you can't really hang up on them. Like they're in your space. So both scenarios present different challenges and whatever your scenario is, there's a lesson for you to learn it. And I think that this situation just speeds that up a lot. I know Brennan and I have gotten snippy with each other as any couple would, if you're stuck together, like completely stuck together besides, you know, um, I started a beach body program and Brennan is loving his running. Initially we started running together and then I decided that I want to do an at home program. So he goes running by himself for about an hour. And that's the only time that we spend apart. So other than that, of course, we're going to bicker and you can't prevent it. Like a lot of people are asking, you know, we, we asked you, we asked you guys some questions that you had for us, for us to address. And some of you are asking, well, how do you prevent from being, you know, snippy or bicker? And the thing is, is that you can't prevent that. That's just human nature. That's just the part of what comes with relationships. But what you can do is learn to resolve conflict Uh, much quicker. And we know it's just like coming from this mind frame of like knowing that we are, we're together. So we might as well make this the most enjoyable process yet. And when things come up for each other, like we are very quick to just acknowledge like, Hey, I'm so sorry I said that. And the other person also takes responsibility. Like, you know what? You're so right. I'm so sorry for my part in this. And we just kind of like learned to to just kind of like move through this in a way where we are thinking about the ultimate outcome, which the ultimate outcome is to make this as enjoyable as a process as possible. And we've had to set some boundaries where, guys, we are a couple where there's an introvert and there's an extrovert together in a relationship. And for most people that works very well, it's kind of like that opposites attract kind of of thing. And I really enjoy, I have always been attracted to extroverts. Um, I really enjoy having a very extroverted husband, mainly because when we're out and about, he picks up all the freaking slack when it comes to talking. I mean, I don't even have to talk that much. And that makes me very happy, whether we're in social situations or at the grocery store and someone starts talking to us like I'm like, Brennan, you just continue this conversation. I'm going to go and continue picking out our avocados like you just do you. I do me and it just works out so well. And something I've noticed is that, you know, Brennan, he just needs to talk and he will he loves to get on the phone. He loves to do um, like conflict resolution over the phone. He loves to talk solutions on the phone. He loves to talk to our team on the phone. I'm more of a texter. So I do this via texting. I really like my quiet time. I really like learning on an, in an online environment uh, for the most part. And I just I just kind of like like keeping to myself versus you know, my husband, he's in quarantine. He can't leave the house. You know, we're under the, what's it called? Stay at home or shelter in place order. It's not necessarily as strict as a a straight up quarantine. However, most businesses are shut down anyway. So it's not like we can do anything anyway. Um, And so I got good shit to say. Who else am I going to talk to? (laughs) And so the boundary we've set is like Brennan, just like being really clear with each other. Like, Hey babe, for instance, from, from my perspective, like, Hey babe, I just need you to just 
be quiet for just an hour or two. I give them a time frame and I literally say, hey, if you have a phone call between 4 and 6 p.m., I'm going to be doing this. I'll be in my office. Can you please go to the bedroom? Because we have our two bedrooms on the opposite side. So we have like our living room, dining room, kitchen area in the middle. And then we have my office to the left with the bathroom. And then we have our master in the bathroom to our right. And so in order for me to talk, and like usually when I record podcasts and Brennan has a meeting to take, he's like 10 times louder than I am. I don't know if you guys have already noticed, like either from following me or from listening to this podcast podcast, I can even see the audio wavelengths. Like Brennan's are a little stronger than mine. And so I can hear them from a mile away, but it's like setting that boundary of, Hey babe, can you go to this room at this time? Or can you not take phone calls between this, this time and this time? Because I really need that space to focus. And also even setting boundaries where I say, Hey babe, I want some space from you for the next three hours. So I'm going to do this in the bedroom, or I'm going to do this in the living room. I'm going to do this in the whatever, or Hey babe, I'm going to watch my own show. Like, I don't want you involved in my space tonight. And just like understanding that it's not coming from any place of like, Oh, I'm sick of you. Like, I don't want to do this anymore, but rather like, no, I love you so much that I want to miss you. And I want that when we come together, we have so much to talk about that. I just, need to have this space to myself. And we've really been figuring out how we can create those boundaries and how we can create that like space in a place where it's really an, in a place and a time when it's actually really hard to create that space. And I don't want to speak for you, but I know like some of your boundaries with me or some of your requests of me is that at some point I'm done being in my own world. And I kind of like come back to our world so that you do have someone to talk to. Am I right? I would say even more than that. It's It has less to do with the physical um, space in our apartment or in your house. It has more to do with creating space in a conceptual sense. You are creating space from someone so that you are desiring to come back to them. So that your desire, so you crave the attention. We're used to this because we're always, we joke that our life is kind of quarantined with more rules. Um, yeah. <laughs> whereas for a this lot of you, this is the, this, for, for a lot of you, this is maybe the first time that you've really spent time uh, in proximity together. And now maybe you have children, maybe you're by yourself. It, either way, this is a big change for all of us. But this is such a gift. Can you imagine a time when you were talking to someone at work, if you have kids and you said, God, you know, I just... I wish I could, you know, be able to take, you know, Dan or Allie, you know, home from 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 daycare or, or I, I'm being so hypothetical, but you've wished this before. Yeah. And now it's a lot of us have now it's in your lap. The question is, how are you framing it? Is this a gift? Is this an opportunity? That little child is going to grow up into a big human being and they're going to spend less time with you. Your partner, I remember back in the day, guys, this is hard to believe, but back in the day, um, you know, I moved to LA uh, and had a hard time finding a job. And when I eventually found a job, I was getting up at 5 a.m. Um, and riding uh, the metro from North Hollywood, California, all the way downtown to downtown LA. And then from downtown LA to Santa Monica to work at a company out, out in Santa Monica. And so I would wake up every morning at 5 a.m. before Catherine was awake and I would be back in the afternoon around 
4.45 or 5.15. And my night with Catherine was like from 5.15 to 9. And I remember how how hard that was, how much I wanted just to spend more time with her. And so now, you know, my life has changed and we spend all the time together. But for you, maybe you've had those moments where you really crave to spend more time with your significant other. Well, it's here. How are you framing it though? Are you framing this as an opportunity, a gift that you've been looking for? Because if you've ever framed it as a gift that you've been looking for, how is your mind currently looking at it? Are you looking at it as inconvenient? Are you looking at it from a lens of, man, my partner annoys me? What are the other ways that you could look at your partner or even look at yourself? You know, like all of a sudden you have free time on your hands. This isn't just, uh, you know, for your partner. All of a sudden we really are standing in a room filled with mirrors. I think this is the age of like, you know, the, the mirror house. We're in our environment, looking at ourselves, looking at our partner uh, in this environment of uncertainty and fear. We're seeing our own uncertainties and fears reflected in our partner or back at us, or we're staring at ourselves and our own insecurities and fears and having it reflected back at us. But what a gift if you choose to look at it that way. Mm, yeah. What a gift to have time where you are doing a little bit of work remotely, or maybe you don't have work and that's stressing you out. What a gift that you get to look at yourself and say, wow, is this really the way I want my life to look? What else can I do? How can I serve? How can I add value? It won't be a business for everyone. It shouldn't be. I mean, you know, you can want to do a nonprofit or you can want to help go work at preschool with your kid if you absolutely love kids. There's so many opportunities in this world. And so rarely do we create the vacuum and the space. And this is something Catherine teaches in MBA. You know, the universe loves a vacuum. And so now you have a vacuum. What are you filling it with? Are you filling it with resentment and fear and uncertainty and frustration and my partner and myself and my kid and, and, you know, the damn news and all I have to enjoy are these memes? Or are you really taking a moment to look at yourself and go, I have every opportunity available to me, even though right now I may not know how I know that I am capable of being anything I want to be. And if I want to take steps in any direction, isn't space away from work, a space away from other people, time and a vacuum exactly what's needed to facilitate that transition? I just feel like so much of society is forgetting to see that this vacuum, this time, this changing of time is a gift. And, you know, when we talk about investments, I'll get more into the opportunities. But for a lot of people, this is a wake up call. And I mean that with the utmost respect and empathy. We are doing, you know, a lot of things in our community. We've been helping the homeless now for almost two years. Years and our our major uh, our, our, our major donors for an organization in Los Angeles. So we really care about having people, you know, uh, find the gifts from the depths of their life, find that gift again, find that opportunity to succeed again. But you know, there's a lot of things coming. There's a lot of changes in the world. This is a wake up call, and I mean that with empathy. I mean that with love. I'm that's that's. I hope you see that as a gift to you. And maybe right now it's triggering. Maybe right now you're like, God, well, Catherine, why'd you bring this guy on? He's being such an ass telling me that this is a gift. Like I just lost my job. Screw you. 
But I, I'm being really honest, you guys, like Uber's been developing, you know, robot cars, literally, we all know about self-driving cars. That's not the end game, guys. That is not the end game. There is going to be a upheaval in our world, in our life. Yeah. What an opportunity to remake your life. That does not mean a business. It just means thinking. It means saying, I'm inside box A right now. And for most of my life, I've been really, it's been hard to look at anything but box A because I don't want to fail. I don't want to let myself down. But really, if I evaluate box A and I say, is box A all that's available to me? I don't have an answer for you. But what I can tell you is that in my experience and Catherine's experience, there was always um, a million more boxes than you can even fathom if you just begin to ask questions, is this the only thing? Is this all I'm capable of? Is this all that's available to me? And will it be painful in the short run? 100%. It will be painful. 100% will be painful. But the benefits, the rewards of taking that self-reflection time to see what's available to you, to, to, to seeing how you can make changes in your life, to be happier, to be more fulfilled, to find more joy, to find more gratitude, to create something that makes you happy. I mean, it, it's like quarantine is literally an opportunity to put you inside a box with a journal and tell you to write life how you'd like to see it. Mm, so good. Okay. Do you want to, that's such a nice transition. Do you want to talk, um, do you want to talk about like, kind of like how we've been pivoting in our business and finances, how we've been handling the uncertainty of that? I know that you are our finance guy in both business and our life. Uh, we joke that I am the CEO of our business and Brennan is the CEO of our life because he literally 24 seven is managing everything that has to do with money. In fact, for so long, you know, and this is what I teach in Rich Babe Academy is that it's so important for you to take responsibility, personal responsibility for your finances, even if you're in a relationship where your husband or your wife is the one who is managing the money. It is so important for every single human being on this planet who has access to money, which is basically anyone that's old enough to get a job and beyond. Like, it's so important for you to know what is going on in your bank account and how you relate to money that is reflected in your bank account. And, you know, finances right now are just such an interesting, an interesting topic. And, um, you know, over time I have really let go of this, um, you know, of me constantly being the finance queen in our relationship. And I realized, hey, Brennan, I'm really good at manifesting money. I'm really good at sales. I'm really good at being the face of our company. How about you then take over and you worry about, you know, when our credit card I don't bills, worry. I, I mean, like you take responsibility for when our credit card bills are due, what's going on in the stock market. Did I accidentally double purchase something? Is there something that needs to be refunded? Do we need to exchange anything? Like all of those minute details, you first of all love to, you know, to, to focus on finances. And that's really been helpful for me. But um, because I'm more kind of like out of it now, I want you to, I want you to speak on any, anything that you want to speak on regards to, you know, whether, um, you know, the, the topic that you and I always talk about, which is wealthy now versus wealthy later, or mm -hmm. like the uncertainty of the stock market and what our plan is and what our plan is financially and our business and any, any stuff uh, along those topics. 
Sure. So um, first off, I want to say, you know, to, to anyone that's feeling fear or uncertainty, I absolutely am positive, you know, as I'm speaking to you right now, there will be some of you who are feeling really fearful because you've lost your jobs or you've been furloughed uh, or, you know, and or, or you're, you're worried about your business, you're worried about your business or your, you know, your income is drying up. And I just want to say to you that not only do I hear you and not only do I see you, but um, I completely understand how that can be scary. But what I want to remind you is that you're not alone. This is not your problem to solve. This is our world's problem to solve. This is society's problem to solve. And there are so many people that this impacts. We're going to solve it. We're going to figure it out. This is really, first and foremost, a healthcare crisis more than anything. The financial markets are a representation of the sentiment of society towards economics. And what that means is the stock market doesn't go up and down because it's a mechanism. Uh, It kind of works that way. But the way it really works is people are buying things based upon their expectations of how they'll do. So the disconnect is oftentimes people think you invest in the stock market, companies make money, and then it happens. Well, that's true. But what also is happening is People are inflating what they perceive companies to be worth or deflating what they perceive to be companies to be worth. That's why the stock market fluctuates. And when there's a lot of fear, a lot of crisis, a lot of uncertainty, the markets cascade down. And then when there's a lot of optimism, they they cascade up. Um, I bring all of that up to you to let you know that it's my belief that everything in our economy over time is going to be okay. I'm no financial professional. I'm not sitting here pretending like I have all of the information at my desk, but that's my belief. It's the belief that I've chose. And I've actually educated myself a lot from a lot of different sources about that. The general consensus is there's going to be a lot of jobs lost. A lot of wealth has been destroyed and things are going to be tough for a little bit. But the general consensus is that when things recover, they're going to recover really strong. You've been really excited actually about what's happening in the economy. And I just want to ask you, Renan, like you've seen our net worth go down so much in the last couple of weeks. Like, why are we not worried about it? Well, I think there's a few, there's a few elements to this. And I kind of separate what I would call our our wealth creation from our business. So in our business, I've applied um, a lot of thinking and thoughts to like, what do we need to ensure that we take care of the people that we care about, that we promised employment and that that helped drive our business forward. That is like way, that's the forefront of my thought. How can we take, how can we support that which supports us? How can we support the life around us that allows us to live? Um, all the people that make Manifestation Babe run, all the people who, you know, they do everything in our lives. Uh, they're so important. So from a business standpoint, I approach it a little bit differently, which is getting very clear. What are we spending? What are we earning? And not tying too much emotion to either of those two things, making very objective, very neutral, emotional decisions. Is this worth investing in? Is this not worth investing in? Have do we need this right now? Can we go do it later? Like, do you want to sprinkle in like what wealthy now and what wealthy later means? We have a framework that we make decisions from that I teach inside of Rich Babe Academy, which is: is this a wealthy now decision or is this a wealthy later decision? And I think first and foremost to 
just like from that framework, we're assuming that regardless, we're going to be wealthy. It's just, is this a wealthy now decision or is this a wealthy later decision? Do you want to talk a little bit about what that means in our context and what decisions we've been making in our current finances that uh, go into each category? 100%. So when I talk about the business, it's really a a mindset of how can we continue to consolidate and ensure and secure. It's very much focused around certainty about, you know, making sure everyone's taken care of. On the invent, on the personal side, on the wealth side, we have this, this framework, wealthy now, wealthy later, which has been incredibly impactful in our life. And it's funny as we go through, as, as, as hindsight is the greatest teacher, time is the greatest teacher. So, you know, when you look back on things, we can now objectively say, Oh, that was kind of a wealthy, like, for example, the Audi R8 that, you know, that we drive, her name's Mila, uh, was definitely a wealthy now. It was not a wealthy later decision. And- just to explain to you guys, wealthy now means to be abundant in the moment. It's kind of like towards a splurge, something that you can enjoy right now, which is very good for you if you can afford it. Meaning that part of my percentage rules that I share inside of um, RBA, inside the Rich Babe Academy playbook, as the financial freedom playbook, as well as my book, Unleash Your Inner Money Babe, I kind of talk about percentages. Like in the Money Babe book, it's uh, the 10-10-10 rule. In RBA, it's more of a customized approach. I I share my students kind of like how to calculate their own approach. And wealthy now is like the percentage of money that you are using to enjoy life right now because you never want to deprive yourself in the process of, in the pursuit of success, in the pursuit of wealth, in the pursuit of manifesting money. You don't ever want to deprive yourself because the energy of deprivation does not create more money. It actually stunts the growth of your finances. And so it's very important that for now, for instance, like we don't have to do this, but Brennan and I went and bought like uh, equipment for our home gym. And it was, I think like at least a thousand dollars or something like that, that we could have used for something else. But we know that it's wealthy now because it's going to help us stay, keep from feeling deprived in the moment where we don't feel like we're compromising on our health, like anything health and wellness related right now, we are okay being wealthy now with, meaning that we're okay spending this money and not keeping this money for the future because right now this is what's This is what's going to benefit us most in the moment. Now, wealthy later just means that you are deciding to forego uh, circulating this money in the economy right now and instead putting it into your savings account or an investment account, putting it back into your business, putting it into your team's well-being, anything that will create wealth further down the line. So this is long term. You're looking at, especially when you're investing, like the way that we're investing our money currently, like this is for 30 years from now. This is not even for 10 years, 20 years. Like this is for us to be hundred or multiple hundred millionaires. And uh, my personal goal, which Brennan always giggles at is because I'm so certain of it is billionaires. Like I know we're going to be billionaires in this lifetime. I have a zero doubt. I'm not afraid to say this to anybody's face. I don't care who's laughing at me, what people think. I know we'll be billionaires in this lifetime. And I know that what I do with my finances today is going to create that wealthy later. And so coming from that neutral objective space of not getting tied in with your emotions, not allowing fear to kind of get in the way of how, what you're choosing to do with your money, but rather just asking and filtering that question through is this wealthy now or is this wealthy later? And it's a very empowering question that you that, that we ask and I would highly recommend that you ask, especially during times like this, because 
you know, um, you know, in a time where a lot of people are crimping down on their finances, this is a great example of of a time where being very aware of what you're earning and what you're spending is really important. This is where, you know, if you're if you're a manifestation coach and you're teaching people just to spend and not think about it, um, that's kind of like saying there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, um, there's weeds and you need to make sure that you pluck them in your garden. The reality of the situation is that you can always spend and feel abundant, but feeling abundant isn't dependent on what you bought, on what you spent, on what you did. Feeling, ab- I feel abundant. I tell Catherine, the market has been crashing. We've been investing tens of uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in to equities because as the market has crashed in terms of equity prices, we were positioned in a way, uh, which we've learned, you know, working with financial advisors and, and spending time in Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership. Um, we learned how to position ourselves to have liquidity or that means money available to move into high growth accounts, high growth securities, high growth items, equities. That means whenever whenever you buy an iPhone, that means that that money from that iPhone goes to Apple. Apple's a big company. Apple has a stock and that stock is called equity. So when you buy one share of Apple stock, you're basically buying the right to have a percentage of all future profits of Apple that flow from everyone buying iPhones. Now, um, so in this environment, because the coronavirus has shuttered businesses everywhere, we have been trained and prepared to know there's a massive opportunity when everyone's stressed and freaking out. I mean, I've been stressed. I'll be honest. Even this morning, the market dropped again. My gut's freaking out. I'm talking to the, but I've trained myself to, to in spite of the fear, do it anyway. And that's mm-hmm. something that I, it's just, it, I trained myself. I'm not, I'm not some, I'm not Superman. It's Catherine and I have all the emotions that you felt. I guarantee it. If you felt fear or uncertainty anytime in the last three weeks, I guarantee you we have too. But my question to you is what have you done about it? And that doesn't mean go out and start investing. That's not my point. But my point is if you're feeling fear and uncertainty, the first step is emotional mastery. And only once you have emotional mastery, can you begin to use that emotional mastery to make business decisions, to make life decisions, to work on your relationship with your partner or yourself, to, to make invest decisions, to invest in things that are under appreciate, undervalue things that are opportunities that only happen once in this lifetime. Um, so this has been a really unique uh, season. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time, as, as you guys know, with Tony Robbins um, and, and we, um, you know, he kept saying to us since we came around, winter, winter is, is coming. coming. Winter and, is coming. And it says it's a, it comes from Game of Thrones. It's as like many it literally of you know. is ingrained in our freaking heads where we <laughs> are always like, Winter is coming. And winter, winter is, is my season. I'm a gladiator. Yeah. And it's I, not just winter. It doesn't stop. And I'm, I'm glad you continued on because in our heads, we know the the rest of it. But like, I don't want you guys to hear winter is coming as if we keep affirming to ourselves the worst is coming. The worst yeah, is coming. Yeah, yeah. It's actually winter is my freaking season. season exactly. And it's my season to win. And Tony, actually, when he does his financial trips, 
he takes us to the mountains where we can ski all day before in the evenings we get together and we basically come together and he calls it billionaire boot camp. He always brings a billionaire every single year, a billionaire or two, and then a ton of hundred millionaires and a ton of financial experts to basically tell us what's going on and what can we do about it. And like, what's the long-term strategy for all of us to win. And he has created this metaphor that like, as people are freaking out and kind of freezing over and finding themselves paralyzed in an action, like literally freezed over, we're on, we get to be on the mountaintops and we get to be skiing all day. And like, this is kind of like that framework of being like, we all get to ski. We all get to have fun. But when people look at a mountain, there's different ways of looking at a mountain. You can look at it and be like, oh, that's cold. I'm never leaving the house. It's, uh, you know, I don't want to go outside. This is scary. Like whatever meaning you might have for that mountain versus other people who have their ski gear on us and they're prepared for skiing or they're prepared for snowshoeing or they're prepared to go outside. They're a lot more excited and they're a lot more to, they're more likely to embrace the winter because they feel prepared for it. So the winter is coming. It's kind of like, how can you prepare for it? So you can really, really take advantage of whatever season you're in. It doesn't matter what season it is. It doesn't always have to be winter. It can be any season, but you can take advantage of every single season. There's an opportunity in everything. As I, as I talked about in the previous episode, how there really is a question that you can ask yourself, which if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because there's a specific question that I ask that I ask myself every single day in order to find the opportunity in any single situation. So I, um, I think, you know, maybe, maybe right now you're feeling, you know, God, my, my situation is so hard. You know, Catherine Brenner is talking about the opportunity and, and buying and, and, you know, my life couldn't feel more different. And I, and I just want to, to say, to address that and say, you know, um, no one knew that this was coming the way it came, but people who knew that things had to change, that markets had to change, Paradigm knew something was coming. And I say that because, you know, the opportunity to take advantage of anything undervalued is always going to exist for everyone. So I really challenge you if you're if you're feeling like this conversation in this segment isn't, you know, as valuable for you or hasn't pertained as much to you, the question I want to ask you is, you know, what could make this more valuable f- for you? What changes could you make in your life, you know, not today cuz that doesn't really seem, you know, like you're going to make a huge change and tomorrow just wake up with a whole new life, but what changes could you make today and tomorrow and and more changes this month and more changes in 6 months and and more changes you know, down the road. So this opportunity could be available to you. How could an opportunity like this be available to you is a question I would ask myself. And I'll tell you exactly why that means so much to me. I, I was in college during the, 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 you know, the, the great recession, I think is what they call it, the financial crisis. And I remember thinking to myself, God, this is so unfair. I'm a college student. I have $50,000 in debt. I, I have no money to take advantage of this. I, I have, how, how is this like the world is crumbling? I have no job prospects. How am I going to get a job? Like, this is so unfair. This is like, I, I know what to do. If, if I just had money, like all those people that are talking about what to do with it, then I would be great too, but I don't have money. How unfair. And, you know, a decade later, what I've realized is like those emotions and those feelings are valid. 
They're valid for where you are, but somewhere else is also available to you. So, you know, just two years ago, Catherine and I had $0 invested. We had already made, you know, over a half million dollars in our business in that first year, but, but we had $0 invested. Because we didn't put our focus there. It had been wealthy now. It hadn't been wealthy later. We thought it had been wealthy later, but it wasn't really. And so we made a very concerted effort to take tons of, I call it chips off the table. Because as some of you know, maybe know, I like Las Vegas. Take chips off the table, right? And put them in a safety bucket. Put them in a safe vault where... It's not that it's safe in terms of the investing, because I'll tell you what, our investments have dropped 35% like everyone else, you know? But the thing is, is that they were safe because we know that they're going to sit there for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, and they're going to provide for us and for our family for generations to come. Um, and so I, I bring all of this to the forefront because I've been where you are. I understand what it's like to be a college student in debt, staring at red. I was a finance major. Like I had 50 grand of debt. I had no assets to my name. I had no money. My parents were helping pay my, my rent in some, in some cases I was personal training. Like my life is not even a a fraction of what it is now. But in that moment, I felt so helpless and feeling helpless was justified by my environment and by my thoughts. But What I want you to realize is looking back, you have to change your thoughts in your environment before you begin to see the results in your life. And the results aren't going to be like necessarily a million dollars tomorrow, but it might be 20% more than you earned before or 10% more or going from being unemployed to having a job or going from being unemployed to having an even better job because you utilize this vacuum to focus on the type of jobs that you really wanted. You're tired of working in a restaurant. So you added some skills. You you know you went to YouTube and you learned about real estate and you know you you instead of taking a real estate course, you learned about real estate online and you found that the charts about how to become a real estate agent in the state of California, the state of Wisconsin or in Australia Australia or wherever the hell you are. And you took that action. And now all of a sudden, guess what? You don't have to work in a restaurant. And I've worked in a restaurant, so I am not saying anything about restaurants. Some people love food. They love connection. They love to serve people and be of community and be of service. But it's all what matters to you. This is such an opportunity for all of us to reflect on our life and what we want. And my point is, is that don't sit here and listen to us talking about being opportunistic and feel disempowered. What's possible for Catherine is possible for you. What's possible for me is possible for you. I didn't realize what was possible for me until Catherine showed me. And that facilitated the beginning of my transformation, my belief in myself. That was what led to me creating my own monikers, my own names. Catherine knows I've never shared this publicly, but I use a framework as well called Billionaire Brennan. It doesn't mean Billionaire Brennan. All it means is what would the Billionaire Brennan version of myself think about this situation? What decisions, how would he look at this problem? How would he look at this this person? How would he think about the world in a way that would fit that identity? And so got sidetracked here, but I just wanted to share that with you because I feel like this is, as we talk about wealth creation and investments, I don't want anyone that's been where I've been to get lost in the fact that this is available to you. I've been in debt, significantly in student loan debt, and this was available to me. I've 
been significantly student debt and has zero dollars invested. And this can be available to anyone. Everyone starts nowhere. And if you don't start nowhere, you start with a hundred million dollars that you inherited or 50 million or 5 billion or $5. That's great. That can augment your life in beautiful ways. But I guarantee you, most of those people would rather earn it than just have it. Hmm. I just wanted to, before we switch topics to our final topic, I wanted to just offer two more ways of looking at things. You know, Brennan spoke to those who uh, maybe have lost their jobs and how this is such an opportunity for you to figure out what else do you want to do with your life? Maybe you were unhappy with your job to begin with. I also wanted to talk just to talk to the online business owners too, especially since that's like where we're coming from is that there's never been more of an opportunity, guys, where so many people are relying on technology and so many people are relying on the internet and the online space to kind of derive their entertainment or their connection or their um, or any of their other, other human needs from. And how for business owners, you know, I've seen such a mixture of people and it's been so interesting to watch. There's people who are so excited about right now where they are certain that this is actually going to help them grow their business. And then there's the people who are literally just like frozen in time and just like they're not doing anything and they're not willing to face the situation and pivot in the situation and offer offer some sort of solution for people. And they think that you are being, you know, you're not being empathetic. Like you don't have empathy if you are selling a program or offering a coaching for people or offering some sort of solution for people when it's quite the opposite. And more than ever, especially with like us having the doors open right now for Manifestation Babe Academy and doing this kind of like soft launch to help people really um, improve their lives and really get into this mind space of like everything that we're talking about, we want you guys to believe. And inside of Manifestation Babe Academy, I show you how to really rewire your brain so that you can become that kind of thinker so that you really can see the opportunity and everything and you can manifest your best life no matter what the circumstances are and how it's actually you are being empathetic and you're actually doing a much greater service for people when you are continuing to offer and you are pivoting in the ways that you feel is best to pivot because of course this is a situation unlike anything else and you have to pivot in order to fulfill the needs of your clients currently and your customers currently it doesn't mean it's always going to be like this but this is it's been such a boom it's been such a boom like I, I love um, hearing how some businesses have just been exploding like for instance this is just a small example it has nothing to do with online business, but just an example where Brennan ordered um, sushi for me, my mom and him the other night and how he said that the sushi restaurant was telling him how their business is just booming because the only option is for them to offer takeout. And this is a restaurant that really relied perhaps on, you know, patrons coming in and really enjoying their food inside the restaurant and not so much on the, on the takeout, but now their takeout side of their business is just booming. And he said that they were telling him that they have orders of like $400 for dinner. And it's just like, they've never been busier more than ever before. Another business that's really thriving right now is for instance, zoom.us. Since we're in the online space, a lot of us use zoom and know what zoom is. 
And Zoom cannot keep up with the demand of how many like universities and colleges and teachers and online businesses are relying on them right now because more than ever, we need to connect with each other via the internet and not with each other in person. And so I just want to kind of get you guys thinking maybe perhaps another opportunity for those in online business is maybe there's parts of your business that you just freaking hated before this happened. Maybe you didn't even like your business to begin with. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to pivot and for you to really figure out what is it that you actually do want to create because you get to right now is a perfect opportunity to build a new website, to rebrand, to restructure, to create new offers, maybe open up a program that you thought was going to be closed for the year like I did. Uh, Maybe you offer different payment plans, kind of work with people. But whatever it is, it's no excuse to allow your business to thrive no matter what. I know that like I've been doing some research because I was going to make a, I'm still going to make a post that I'm going to share on social tomorrow, which is like a list of businesses and companies that were actually founded during a recession and thrived through a recession and how within every single circumstance, there's always someone succeeding. And so you get to be the success story. You get to choose to be the success story and you get to choose to be the person who succeeds no matter what. And this is also, you know, Brennan talked about finances, but let's just talk about another resource that is very, very important to us that we cannot get back. We cannot multiply. We cannot slow down. We cannot speed up. We all have the same. We all have the same amount, which is time. And something that I'm doing personally for myself is right now is the time to invest in courses. Right now is the time to invest in certifications, invest in your skill sets, invest in your mindsets. So if you're not buying books, I know right now it's probably easier to buy on Kindle or buy an audiobook. Like if you're not listening to podcasts, if you're not taking courses, if you're not investing in some sort of certification or anything that's going to help you become a better version of yourself, then you're really missing out on this opportunity. And I just want to share that because that's what I'm doing. And that's part of my wealthy now and wealthy later, because yes, I'm investing the money right now, but I know that this is going to increase the amount of value that I can add at this time and later unlike anything ever before. And I know that as when this is all over, people are always going to remember what you did during the hard times. People are going to remember the kind of leader that you were. So if you're not showing up and if you're not showing up in a bigger way and you're afraid of being visible right now, I want to ask, I want to remind you, first of all, I want to ask you like, why not? And I just want to remind you that people are going to remember that when this is all over, they're going to remember the businesses and the leaders and the entrepreneurs and the um, CEOs who really stuck out at this time, who decided to embrace uncertainty embrace the what ifs and just be like, you know what? We're in all this together, guys. I have a solution for you. I want to help you take it or leave it. I'm just going to offer it no matter what. And it's because I want you to win. It's coming. I really see a, a shift and a pivot from people being really concerned with just selling and more so people being really concerned with with serving. Because right now, selling, just selling for the sake of selling does not fucking work. It is the wrong environment. The circumstances are not going to perpetuate that kind of attitude, that kind of thinking, that kind of mentality. This is about service. And if you're coming from service, then you will absolutely win the game. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, write this down. Massive problems require gigantic solutions. And if you're the person that can provide those solutions to people during times of uncertainty, 
You will be rewarded beyond what you can imagine, but it won't just be because of the money. It'll be because you actually created a solution for a problem in the world that people need, that people desire, and that will feel more fulfilling. I'm telling you, a dollar more in our bank account does not make me feel different these days. Even ten, we moved $10,000 around into the stock market and stuff. It does not elicit the emotion I thought it would. It doesn't. But solving problems, serving people, helping people, that is what makes you feel alive. That is what makes us feel alive. That's what we talk about on our team meetings every single week. How can we serve? Yeah, we're never how can talking we about, more? guys, how can we make another dollar this week? It is, I don't think we've ever asked that question in our team meetings. It's always, how can we serve more people this week? So I want to share, and this is something, it's actually an idea. So anyone that wants to take this from me, you're welcome to take it from me. It may have been thought of before, but I just want to give you an idea inside the type of thinking that Catherine and I are thinking about, she doesn't even know this yet, but she thinks like this. So I'm going to share it. I got thinking to myself, you know, this whole, I don't know about the whole world, but at least in Los Angeles, no one shuts up about Coachella. Coachella, 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 right? Guess who's getting hammered right now because of the cancellations? Coachella. Insurance isn't covering these type of situations. Whole workforces are getting laid off. It is a big deal. Okay. Now, I empathize with all of that, but in every, right, massive problems require gigantic solutions. So if I'm an artist, what if all of a sudden I'm Taylor Swift and I call up Aesop Rocky and I call up, I don't even know who's popular these days. I don't even, Martin Garrix and I, I don't, don't judge me. Okay. Um, I call up all of them. I say, Hey guys, why don't we do an artist cooperative? Why don't we do Coachella live streamed, make it accessible to everyone. And we will do like these high production value sets where our artists, each artist has their whole set. They do a whole set like live streamed. It's a community environment where you can like watch it with your friends. It's Netflix style. I mean, can you imagine how many people would want that type of community around music, around uh, an event that they could all talk about and share? Coachella, if you're listening, you know what? You're welcome. But my point is, guys, it's that type of thinking. If I'm a Coachella per, you know, someone who had tickets to Coachella, I could be so bummed about the money I lost and, and my Airbnb. And Airbnb is also getting hurt, right? They're trying to think of solutions, too. If I'm Coachella, I'm out of money, right? If I'm Live Nation, I'm out of money. But within these bubbles, there are massive opportunities. Everything has an opportunity. Polarity creates clarity. Catherine talks about this a lot. What that means is polarity simply means two sides. It simply is the universe in balance. In science, they call it homeostasis, right? It's finding balance between all of these different things. And I, I can tell you, if there, if, if it's imbalanced, that means a problem has a solution. If it's out of balance, that means that either the solution doesn't address the problem or the problem's bigger than the solution. There's opportunities for you to inject value into problems in this world in ways that you've never anticipated and it fell in your lap. So I, I say that because, you know, this is such, this is such a challenging time for all of us. But it's also such a uniting moment where humanity gets to understand what matters and gets to make decisions about how we will proceed. And I feel like for the first time in a long time, we are all one. 
you know, I'm talking on the phone to my, my, uh, you know, a business person uh, on Adobe who's in New Delhi. And I'm taking the time to say, listen, I know I'm never going to probably meet you in person, but I just want you to know, like, I understand that you maybe are feeling feel for fearful and uncertain. And I want you to know I am too. And, you know, I'm, I want you to know that I'm blessing your family and those that you care about and your friends and yourself with health, with belief, with trust, and that we're all going to come throughout, come out this on the other side stronger. And you would not believe the power of connection. That's what MBA is offering is this connection, this community, this support group led by Catherine. That's what our manifestation babes community is offering. That's what the world is offering. This is available for us. Should we choose it? But going back to the beginning, it is not created by doom surfing. It's <laughs> created by making a decision to see what's possible, yeah. what's available, what can augment my life, what can augment the people I care about. How can I serve? How can I add value? How can I be a light in darkness? Because guys, the sun always rises. Amen. Okay. So we had one more topic that I wanted to talk about, but because this is so good and so juicy, it's kind of like a out of left field topic to bring into this, into this podcast. So I want to hear from you guys. We wanted to talk about sex (laughs) and specifically we wanted to talk about what it's like to keep the spice alive while spending 24 seven together, especially since, you know, a lot of couples are spending a lot of time together and there's not very much time to kind of miss each other and kind of like build up that desire. And so what are some ways that you can build up that desire and really develop and continue to develop that intimate relationship with one another? And as we mentioned during this episode, like quarantine is nothing new for us, really. Like we've been working together for the last three years now solid. We lived together for the last three years and, um, or four, no three. We worked together really for the last like two and a half years, I would say. Cause I believe you came on like six months after you got hired at your job. So anyway, we want to talk about that topic and we're super curious if that's something that you would love for us to talk about. So, um, first of all, thank you, Brennan for being on here and sharing all of your incredible wisdom. I mean, I'm just in awe of you and just like watching you grow and like really teaching me. I I truly believe that you and I have a student teacher relationship in the best way possible where in the beginning I may have felt like, Oh God, I have to teach this man everything I know about law of attraction and manifestation. And I did, but it wasn't like from a, Hey, you're going to school now in this relationship. It was really about me being the example of like what I believe and kind of like showing you the results that I was getting. Um, but through this process, you've really taught me a lot. And I just want to thank you so much. Like you've been my greatest supporter, my greatest teacher. You've been my shaman, as I've mentioned to other people, like Brennan has really, really been my rock and support when I was at Rhythmia and when I've had other psychedelic experiences there, I was freaking out a little bit. Brennan's just like so good at calming me down and keeping me sane and you, again, you're doing this on your own time. I understand, but I totally think that you could totally have your own podcast and platform and Instagram and all that stuff. And people would love that. But I'm curious to hear from you guys. If you can take a screenshot of this episode right now and tag both Brennan and I, um, I am at manifestation, babe, keeping it very easy. And Brennan is at Brennan, B-R-E-N-N-A-N, King O'Keefe. K-I-N-G 
O-K-E-E-F-E. And of course, we'll put that in the show notes as well. If you just want to be able to quickly access that and see how that's spelled, we would so appreciate your thoughts, your feedback, um, any love that you have for Brennan for coming on this podcast. And then um, whether or whether or not you guys really want that episode on, you know, kind of like a part two to how we're handling the pandemic together. And we'd love to talk handling about, the pandemic through SEX. Yes, through SEX, that that big, big topic that we believe is so important in any healthy relationship. And also, if you're single, it's a so important, guys, because guess what? You can have sex with yourself. I don't know if you knew that, but it's just as important as having sex with your partner. So we'd love to talk about that. And again, Manifestation Babe Academy doors are open, but they're closing. I believe, let me check my calendar really quick. It is April 1st at midnight. So April 1st at 11.59 p.m., the doors are closing and we're officially starting the program on the 4th. So get in by then. We I'm dropping module one on the 4th. So we're starting immediately because I know you guys need this stuff immediately. And then if you are in my group coaching, my VIP group coaching where I take 10 of you through the group coaching experience of going through MBA and experiencing some laser coaching to really help you um, get through any challenge or obstacle or problem in your life at this time and really help you see the brighter side and really help you rewire your brain so that your brain can work for you rather than vice versa, where your brain is in charge of you. Because let me tell you, your brain was not given to you to help you thrive. It was given to you to help you survive. And it's really your your emotional mastery. Yes, it's your emotional mastery and the consciousness above your brain. It's your heart. It's your soul that's really going to drive you to thrive. So um, that's going to start as soon as possible as well. I cannot wait to meet the 10 of you um, via Zoom. I almost said in person, but it's not going to work. We're not going to meet in person for a while. Um, Hopefully (laughs) at some point when this is all over, I'd love to get together with you guys, um, depending on where we are, are all at physically. So um, anyway, manifestationbabeacademy.com. Again, it's manifestationbabeacademy.com. The window is closing soon. I cannot wait to see you guys there. And I hope you stay very safe, very healthy, and have an amazing day, an amazing weekend. I know like our weekdays and weekends look the same now, so there's no point of saying that anymore. I hope you guys just have an incredible day and we will catch you in the next episode. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.